Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am very pleased to welcome today Alma Moya Losada, who is co-founder and CEO of Aequalent. Alma will share with us how we can provide children the opportunity to celebrate their uniqueness, to foster their differences and become the person of their choice without the limitations set by stereotypes, rigid roles and prejudices. Welcome Alma to this talk. I'm very happy to have you here. Do you want to say a few words about yourself? Hi everyone, thank you so much Ulrike for the intro. I'm very happy to be here with all of you. Um, I just will add something more, my personal spice. I'm originally from Spain with Italian and Greek roots. I've been working and living in Switzerland since 2012. Uh, so it's now nine years. And I work across different industries in medtech, edtech, diversity and inclusion like women empowerment in an NGO as well as video games. And now since, uh, April 2020, I started working in Equalan, uh, my startup for educating kids uh, through gaming. And I, yeah, native Spanish, uh, speaking fluently as well English and, and French. And I'm passionate about inclusion and empowerment and tech that supports uh, creating human potential. And that's why I'm creating Equalan. Thank you very much. I think it's a very exciting project which you have there, this startup. So whoever listens to this talk, whenever people listen to this talk, I can only invite them to have a look on your website and to see what you're doing and to help Alma to bring this wonderful project to life. So Alma, why is it so important to lay the foundations for gender equality early on in the lives of human beings? So to set up this gender equality foundation, the first thing on is the first step is being aware of gender play on learning. So children are children and adults, we are immersed in a social and cultural environment that produces and perpetuates rigid gender roles. And the stereotypes that we see in entertainment, retail, media, and education generates the inequalities that we see in adult life. And this is why it's so important to understand the influence of parents, families, teachers on children children's construction of gender, as well the effects of this construction on kids' learning have implications for their future achievements and for their future careers. Uh, so children should have, that's why children should have a wide range of opportunities to play and learn and being aware that society labels things in a certain manner, and we're gonna give some examples of that, and we don't even see the problem. And it's the everyday norm. And it happened to me in a conference. I was in Moscow two years ago. Uh, it was a panel discussion for men and myself. And when introducing each of the men, there was a, a, um, this expert coming from the US. And then this um, uh, um, influencer or press journalist from the, uh, you know, the Netherlands and this one. And for me, when introduced myself, they say, these beautiful women from Switzerland. And I was like, why? I'm not here because I'm beautiful. So that's what I mean. Like, and it's he, I, the, the person that was moderator, he 
he was not mean and he didn't even realize when I spoke to he was like I'm so sorry we're like just came naturally like you are such an inspiring woman professional but, but that's what I mean is like we don't even and no one probably on the audience notify so only myself but uh, yeah that applies in 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 our life and our life so yeah and uh and for kids what I'm coming back to the kids is so giving these opportunities or what we are create, providing to them and what I want to do with Equalan is um, create a platform for equal opportunities. So it's not to say that uh, boys have to stop of playing football or girls have to uh, stop playing princesses. It's nothing to do, but it's how they can have equal opportunities to do so. And by doing these foundations, it helps them on social and communication skills. It helps them as well on get, having greater sensibility and more diverse uh, friendships and possibilities. And when you learn about others and learn accept, acceptance of others, you also accept yourself and you learn uh, to be you know, that each person we are unique and we have our unique superpowers. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how people can just step into their full potential as well. I mean, exactly, that's the whole that's the whole exactly. point, yeah, of, of being yourself and not being biased or limited by whatever you have been told you should be. Now, for for those who listen to this, they might think, yeah, this is relatively obvious. I mean, we still have like pink dresses and pink rooms and pink walls and pink toys and all of that for for girls. And even if I don't buy this for my girl in the beginning, sooner or later she wants it because all her friends which are girls in, in school or kindergarten have it and so on. So there's this obvious thing happening. But when we prepared this talk, and I found this really interesting, apart from the obvious things, which we all probably realize, there are quite a lot of not so obvious things, which we do and say, if we are parents or not, that immediately put children into a specific category. Can you tell us a bit more about these more subtle things that are happening currently? Yeah. So I'm going to give four examples. And one is from the food industry. So uh, it's Burger King story, I call it. I went with my two nieces, okay, to the Burger King and ordered two Happy Meals. And when I processed the, I was for the payment, the lady asked me, boy or girl? And I replied, why? Does it matter for two Happy Meals, the gender, you know? And then she said, well, it's, it's, it's for me to give you two free toys. And I say, well, what do you have? And she say, we have a car and a doll. And I say, well, then that should be the question. And I asked my nieces, car or doll? So that's what I mean. like you go to so many places and it's like yellow boy where and that's not the point so that's why that we need to realize and kind of identify this uh, this momentous to to have an impact on, on on the education that we want to provide because my nieces end up one choose they decided to choose one the doll and one the castle they have both so uh, and so and be link the toy to the gender uh it should be them to choose and for example, the opposite happening in McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's, you're the two happy means they do game toys, but they are free of gender. So they do it by films. So you, you cannot change. They just give you one. And if the kid already have it, then you can change it, but you don't have this boy or girl thing. And, and then when I say that to the girl, uh, to the woman in, in the Burger King, she say, oh, wow, that's a good point. So people, when you make the point, they understand, they get it uh, quite quickly. 
So I think also if you see things, behaviors, say it, because that will have a positive impact as well. Uh, well, that's a short story. Uh, another one is uh, of Barbie. Barbie, we all know from the Toy Story Barbie. So Barbie has for many years uh, created this blondie perfection of blonde with blue eyes, uh, high heels, and giving not to children and, and more importantly for women probably and girls a grown ideal of beauty and society representation. But now is leading the way on, on Barbie with fashionists. They are creating curvy, petite, tall, from different shapes, shapes, uh, shapes colors. They have even disabled Barbies with um, a protestic leg, with wild, uh, yeah, like all kind of. Plus, uh, they're also creating for professions. So you, you can choose from bed, astronaut, pilot, to teacher, chefs. So they're really walking the talk so they are moving really and this is barbie but another example could be also tommy Hilfiger is walking the talk they have created a a collection of clothes that is only for disabled people and the ceo say this is not gonna generate revenue but we want to be inclusive and that's part of our mission and so so, so they're walking the talk so we see that these women leaders and men are stepping up at also companies and, uh, and and it's happening and we are moving from this mega pink mansion or oh, huge pink wardrobe convertible pink car all the hills collection from barbie to uh, a much more diverse and uh, collection and that, that represents more the society where we live uh, so but still i'm gonna say on the opposite side there is gender toys very like bizarre is a toy uh, a brand that they still have this pink packaging, girly pictures for nearly kids, bracelet creation, hairdresses, uh, emergency, uh, pregnancy, room, uh, very girly <laughs> um, gender roles. And they're all in pink and you have the really typical pink L. And you the same applies for boys. They have blue, black, gray colors. And you have really this a strong competitor and um, message of violence uh, with guns uh, and, and uh, yeah, and more aggressive also messages. Of, uh, so we, as a parent or as a family member, I myself, my, I am an auntie. And I would say that I'm really conscious when I'm, I go to a toy store, uh, uh, what decision I made and, and uh, yeah. And for Playmobil toys, I always love Playmobil. Uh, and uh, they always have these blue boxes, you know, like it's kind of unisex and with different themes. But now uh, they have, and I'm very disappointed because it's like a step backwards. They have created 10% of the boxes now. They are pink and they're with themes are usually associated with girls and women like nursing and so. So I see companies <laughs> like Barbie moving a step, you know, like into inclusive uh, education and other companies like doing something that they never done it before. Uh, when I was small, there was no pink boxes and now they are adding that layer, why? Uh, so we have to be conscious uh, and as a, as, a, uh, as a family member or mother or the, yeah, to, on, on what we decide to buy. Yeah. And uh, so this is from the, and an example from the clothing industries, uh, H&M, another brand. If you go to the section girls under eight years old, it's all unicorns, 
all unicorns and you have pink, purple and white. That's the colors. You don't have anything else. And if you go to boys, it's monsters and superheroes. And that's the only options. So if you only buy in Ashen because it's the price is good, I understand that you have to also be conscious on, on the message that you are all, all the time giving to your kids. Uh, because we give it through retail, through entertainment, through media. So the messages are coming from uh, every industry is transversal. So the impact is very strong. And the last story I'm going to say is from the sport industry, because I love sports. Uh, I wanted to buy a bike and, uh, and it was so difficult to find one bike that was not a normal current bike as I, my, my bike because I could have only the pink with the baskets and princesses. And then you have the blue with the superheroes or monsters or dinosaurs, something super aggressive uh, with something very softy and kind. So I couldn't find a normal bike, a, a normal price, a regular price to buy. And I was very disappointed because the more normal bikes, it was super expensive and you have, and for kids, it's changed so quickly. So it, it was not the investment worth. So. Just a few um, examples giving you to the, that you realize that it's really in everywhere and and we don't see it. That's the, the when I spoke with many of my friends and colleagues, I am a wow, I didn't realize it's like it's it's so obvious when you say it, you know, with the Burger King thing, it's so obvious, but when you are there, you boy or girl, ah, two girls, you you just reply yeah. uh, automatically uh, because you think it's normal, but it's not normal. It's yeah, it, it's just we are just used to this. We are just all used to this. It was always like this, and I mean maybe different in the colors and so on, but it's always clear we make this difference. And and I think there's something uh, it is obviously the consumer behavior which we have there. So if people wouldn't buy the pink stuff, then the pink stuff would disappear. Disappear <laughs> on the one hand, yeah. But um, on the other hand, there are also probably all these rather how to say subtle remarks that parents might make, or or aunts or uncles or friends or whoever who is speaking to children when when they do something. For for example, we all know that women have a difficult time when they have to take risks, usually. Uh, that's that's something that men men are just much more better in taking risks. They just go for it, yeah. And I speak to many women who say, "I would I would love to be such a risk taker because there's a lot of opportunity in there." And I see that there's if you want to have huge growth in whatever area, you need to take risks. And there's this one behavior I was thinking about my own childhood. You know, when I was jumping, I was playing a lot with boys. Why? Because there were only boys in the street where I was living, and my mother found that really bad because she. She really said, like, oh, how can she become a girl if she's playing all the time with boys? And I remember that even though I was very young, I was maybe six, seven years old when she probably said that. But I remember this because even when I was a child, I thought, what does she mean by that? You know, I didn't understand the problem. And there was always these remarks which stick to my head, even when I got hurt later on in my life. Uh, don't jump from this whatever high table or so because you will hurt your knee and this will look ugly at your wedding. <laughs> you see, I mean, it's a remark that has been made maybe in the 70s, 80s, but we still probably treat girls differently. Little girls especially are more protective than we are probably with boys. And this has a, an influence on their on their lives and how they see themselves and how courageous they are in, in taking risks or trying something new. What is your experience with this with this topic? Yeah, that's... Uh... 
I want to say is, is really uh, we have to be attention to your, the words. Uh, and that's one of the solutions I'm going to propose, attention to the words that we say to, to our kids. Uh, because we tend, for girls actually, and for women in general, we tend to be more focused on what how we look instead of what we do. So one way in which we tend to stereotype girls in particular is when we talk about how, if I say beautiful, sweetie, cutie, it's obvious who are, we are talking about. And if I say the same in strong, bigger, just the, this kind of wording is just, you, we, you have someone in mind, or, or even it's happening in adult life when you say a leader, how it looks like a leader, you see a one white man uh, on his 50s, no, no, no. So we own a suit. So that we have already preconceived uh, images uh, of who this person looks like. And the same when we say, say certain um, topics, words. And what I was saying, like, yeah, focusing instead of how we look is focus more on what we do. And uh, instead of making feel our girls good for, ah, your head looks very nice, is focusing on trying on, on their skills and what they have achieved instead. And uh, what you were saying is like, we should focus more on the jumping, like, okay, you're jumping good, but okay, you have to explain, you have to put your knees this way or your, prepare your hands in case you fall. So it's more on the, how you can fall and make this, maybe rethinking the way they, not, not forbidden. Uh, I think we should stop forbidden doing things. I think they have to try and if you fall, it's not the end of the world. Uh, we all fall, and I think how, that's what we learn by falling, uh, failing, and fail, you know, fail forward, fail for often. And uh, so I would say trying to focus more on the skills and focus more on the on the achievements, and rather than uh, yeah uh, on the fears and the, you know, and also try to educate more girls as boys and boys more as girls. That would be my recommendation as well. Mm -hmm. Try to switch that uh, mixing up, you know, on how we tend to to be with men or, or women and the reverse and also apply it into your co-work eh? mm -hmm. uh, as well. I, I think it's a good tip to, to apply in your life in general, uh, because I'm trying to do so as well when I with uh, my uh, my ex has a little boy and I was always trying to be more feminine with him in certain giving toys and more caring roles and and with my nieces is like, no, sports, come on, you jump, you climb, you go, as I do a lot of sports and I push them a lot on that sense. So I think it's really um, important to show up also uh, genders in a sense and and focus on, yeah, on the skills and, and be careful with the words, yeah. Because another thing uh, when you were saying about this, you say jump for a girl, but also for a boy, we say stop crying because men don't cry, no? But I would say, no, stop saying, stop crying and say, oh, crying is okay. And, and say, okay, how are you feeling? And they can start to name emotions and name these kind of things. So I think it's, we should uh, guide also children on focusing on the positive and focus on guiding them on that uh, and use our words more wisely as adults. Mm -hmm. I think it's really about stepping back or sometimes just holding on before saying something yeah <laughs> kids are with adults and indeed reflect from time to time 
what I want to say here, would I say exactly the same in the same tone and with the same intention? Would I say that if this person had the other gender? Would I say it the same way? And just maybe counterchecking this here and there. And by this detecting probably some quite subtle messages that come across, we we do not we do not pull out put out these messages with any bad intent, obviously. There are so many things, like your first remark when when you said you're you're beautiful on stage. He meant it certainly as a compliment not realizing that it is reducing you to a physical thing, whereas you're here for your knowledge. So it is it is all about these little remarks where we think we're doing maybe something good or something that is completely harmless, whereas it is maybe something that is harmful in a way, especially when it accumulates over years and years and years. Do you have other solutions that you can share with our, with our audience? Absolutely. Uh, finding role models around your kids can be physical person as your neighbor, or can be on books, movies, or internet. Like, for example, your neighbor, Lucy, can be a data scientist that would love to talk to your daughter or your son. So I think find people around your area, a neighborhood, or school, family, friends, and that's very important. For example, at Equaland, we share unexpected job role models on our social media. And last month, we have Cristina Juaran, is a motorcycle rider that was champion uh, in the Spanish Feminine Speed Championship, and she's also a mother of two girls. Uh, so I'm trying to see that, and it's not, we are not talking about Serena Williams. I'm trying to put also professionals that are more accessible. I mean, for us, it's good to, have, to talk about Michelle Obama or Serena Williams, but sometimes it's so far from us, and it's one in so many million people. So it's better to talk about this. Cristina Juan is a motorcycle rider. She lives from that, but it's a regular athlete. That's what I mean, that you can be a regular athlete and have a living off, you know, uh, without becoming a Serena Williams. So, be, so that's why I want to also normalize certain careers as well that maybe seems unusual, uh, uh, but can be also accessible. And uh, so that will be one thing. And also one another way of role playing is as a mother or as a dad, when you are playing with your kids, is the role play that you get, you know, like, when you, you play with them, if you are a mom, you could say, okay, I'm the mechanic or the firefighters, or you are the pirate, you know, like, uh, so it's really also the how you involve and play the, the, the gender yourself uh, on the gameplay uh, with them. Uh, so I think that also is important. It could be the people around and also the, the, play, the, 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 the games that you, you can play with your kids. So that's another thing, and, and uh, another great thing that I do a lot with my niece, and I recommend is re reading, reading noise traditional stories. So another great way to challenge the stereotype is uh, there is some, uh, there is more and more, uh, that's equal and what we are doing, but it's like, we have to move away from Cincirella, no? Uh, don't reflect modern gender roles. So it's time for alternative. And I love, for example, good night stories for rebel girls. I bought this book for my nieces, but I book it also for, the little boy of my ex. And I think also that is important. There is a lot of more female role models and, and like princesses, smarty pants and other books like that that are great to buy for girls. But I think it's also important for boys because it's also empowered. Let's make them aware that they are strong female characters. So we need to also educate boys to say, okay, there are also women that are astronauts, there are also women that are, you know, scientists. So, so, so it's visible for both genders to see that uh, women have a strong roles. 
and uh, yeah, movies like Frozen and Brave as well. And we have also Charlie and Lola or Dora, Dora the Explorer. My nieces love Dora the Explorer. And they are strong female lead characters. They are confident, they are brave. So try to find also this type of movies, books, because they are more. But what I'm suggesting is like you, when there is a new movie, a new book, you check yourself. And, and this is inclusive, you know, what message I'm, I'm, I'm giving to my kid through this movie or through this book. So to, to be more conscious about the, 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 the role that it's placed these stories on them, because it's, it's, it's all about um, role models and it's very important. And also colors, I think is a big thing with for kids, the pink and blue, you know, the pink for kids, blue for blue. And it's such a standard choice uh, that many people don't do it without thinking. Eh? You just enter into a toy store or, or clothing brand and, and we don't see it. So I would say, it's not, I'm not saying that you don't, you have to get rid of these colors or anything, but it's be conscious about that and the impact that have or, or, or the, in your kids and maybe ask them to, to what colors do you like? Or what do you, you don't know, what, what is your preferred color? Or, what, or, or try different colors and see what is fits also best because also depends on your color of the skin. Also you have certain colors suit you best or for the color of your eyes. So is, uh, let them also uh, to pick up uh, and choose more. And because also we tend to make a lot of decisions for our kids, but they can also make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. I, we can guide them, obviously, but uh, yeah, giving a bit more space. Yeah, more space for decision making and for their own creativity as well. Yeah. Because as, as as long as we we try to prescript somehow what they have to decide, or they only give them this a very limited choice, then they get used to this limited choice and obviously will not develop their full creativity, which is a completely other story. Also, what happens in schools <laughs> later on and so on and so forth is quite a big. A big topic. We are coming already to the end of the talk and I will just wrap up. I've wrote down five really nice findings that people can apply whether they have children or not actually in their in their own lives. The first one is really about weighing your words and we had a nice comment here in the chat as well that words are really important and it is true. Words make a difference. The ones that you say to yourself and the ones that you say to others. So really thinking about that and a nice trick here which you gave us is Imagine you speak to the other gender when saying things. Does it still sound right? If not, probably you put in some gender bias into your words in a certain way. The second thing was find role models that are untypical. Yeah, really find role models for your boys, for your girls, for both that are maybe untypical so that they know that like everything is possible. I can be the person that I want to be. Uh, point number three was about role playing. I found that is a really good thing. And your mother, why should you take on the typical female roles when you're role playing? Yeah, why you should, should you do that? Can you take on a very untypical role, something you are not in your own life either, but is a role play? So why not playing something totally different? Um, and then obviously uh, being careful about what stories are you reading to your children? What movies are you watching? And I think here again, you can apply this filter of just switch the roles in your mind 
And does it still sound natural? If it doesn't, then there is a lot of bias in there probably. And the last thing was about the whole color thing, the whole visual thing, because we get a lot of messages by our words, but we get even more messages that are coming in subconsciously with our tone, with our environment, with what we see and what we feel. And colors play a big role. They influence us unconsciously all the time. And if you're living for five years in a pink room, then it has some consequences in how you think about yourself. <laughs> later on and in this very moment if you had now to choose one of these or another one what is in your opinion the one main takeaway that you would like to give to our audience which they can apply when they just want to focus on one important thing so for me and what i'm trying to do at equalan and with the kids and, uh, and even my friends uh, myself is the freedom to choose so give freedom, I think a truly equal and safe environment is not about making children to do stuff that they want to do or not, or that or fit into a certain standard or box. So it's about giving children the freedom to choose their own interests, their own passions, to really unlock their true potential. And I, I'm not saying to, to stop boys of playing football or girls to stop dressing up uh, princesses, that doesn't mean that, but what I mean is like, simply we show, show girls or show your daughter or show your niece or, that they can play with toy cars and they can make noise and they can shout out and climb and, and to boys to say, okay, you can play with dolls. You can take care of this, you know, like baby and you can also cry and say, what does mean to you? What, how do you feel? And encourage that too. So I'm not forcing dolls on boys or cars on girls not making sure, but just making sure that they have that choice. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.